Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 440. My name is John Morgan, and Cold Coffee is with me virtually, sort of. Yeah, Coffee Studio, is that what we said? I like it, I like it. <laughs> I am currently joining you from Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, just across the street from Parks Casino, which is going to play host to CFFC 123 and... 124. That's right. We're doing back-to-back nights of action on USC Fight Pass. I will say, my man CM Punk has been in the news a little bit lately. Uh, he will not be here <laughs> with us. I don't know exactly where he'll be. It sounds like he's got some things to sort out here and there. But Andre Petrosky will be with me. But Cold Coffee is back home in the studio enjoying Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, boy. It's it's nice, man. Sunny, sunny. It's still still warm, still hot. But not as hot. Um, but yeah, I mean, nice little breeze outside. That whole hurricane thing is all come and gone. <laughs> We're heard, not worried about that. I heard, We're not uh, worried about the strip flooding anymore. I heard we might be getting another hurricane coming into Las Vegas. Did you hear that? No. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I'm serious. I, I don't know. Somebody mentioned. Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were setting up a joke. No, I was like, no, right, no, right. no. I don't know. It sounded like I was setting up a punchline. <laughs> like, why? Why we've never had one hurricane? Why would you have another hurricane? But no, I, I, I actually heard there was another like tropical storm building up in the Pacific or something that may be targeting that area. Again, it didn't hit us that hard last time. I know. I think California got it worse than we did. But, uh, but yeah. it does. It does flash flood. People might be surprised to learn that it does flash flood a little bit in Las Vegas because the ground is so hard, because it's desert, because yep. it's all that. Uh, if we do get much rain in a single period of time, like it does flood a little bit. It goes away pretty quick. But, uh, yeah, it, it was it was funny because uh, last week my, my dad and my stepmom were in town and, they, you know, they were talking about the weather and everything. And it was funny because I had read a report that said we might get up to two years' worth of rainfall in a single day. And when you hear that, you're like – Oh my God! We're gonna get twice our annual rainfall in a single day. Like, let, we better start building an ark right now. We gotta get. Yeah. We gotta Lake get. Lake Mead's gonna have no more problems. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. good. Yeah, and then you find out that's like three inches of rain total. Three like. or four inches, if that. <laughs> if that. Yeah, somebody sent that the other day. Sent me that message. They're like, "I'm hearing parts over there got more water. Or, you know, more rain than they've seen in years." I was like. I was like, last year, I think it rained once. <laughs> I was like, I think we're okay. I think we're okay. Uh, but, yeah, it's funny to hear those things. But And it's interesting because everybody's like, oh, you know, Lake, so Lake Mead, man, it's good now, right? And I'm like, nah. everybody, you know, when you look at all the, the weather people, they're like, dude, it's just a drop in the bucket. And it's literally barely a drop in the bucket. And I wish all the water filtered out there. You know, in my mind, I'm like, every time there's a flood, I'm like, can't we just dig a canal so it just goes from flooding on the strip and it just goes straight down yeah. to, to, to Lake Mead, even though that's, like, quite a big distance? But, uh, yeah, it's funny. when People are always like, oh, I hear it's flooding. I'm like, well, not in my neighborhood, but don't go down the strip. The strip fucking is oh, always man. flooded. It's it's terrible, yeah, because everything runs downhill, and then the, the strip is kind of in the middle of the – it's like the bottom of this, like, little bowl where yep. it all just filters through. And uh, all the tourists finally get a, a, they get a little bath down there or something. Yeah. And all of our street people, they they get a shower as well. So that's nice for them. Enjoy it. <laughs> a little rain in Las Vegas. Well, uh, all right. So listen, uh, I guess first off we'll say apologies that we're coming to you a little bit later than normal. Uh, schedules were a little bit crazy yesterday. You and I both were attending an open workout session at the USC Apex. The USC is yes. promoting impromptu the – Impromptu open working out. Yeah, a little bit of an impromptu session. They're promoting the Noche USC event, which will be at T-Mobile Arena on September 16th. Of course, the first USC that's built around celebrating Mexican Independence Day. So we were there for that. 
And then uh, I had a, a late flight out here to Pensalem, Pennsylvania. Plus, we had my kid getting out of school, and we had jujitsu. And I could have skipped that, but you know, I, I want to spend what time I can around my kid. And you had to get the the videos turned around, and so basically, schedule got a little crazy. We said we'll just uh, we'll just put it off one day. So appreciate everybody's patience and understanding that schedule just got a little bit hectic. I will say, it probably works out better if we're not going to be together at the Casa de Cold Coffee because uh, if we're doing it remotely, I'm probably better off at this hotel in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania than I am at my house where I pay Cox Cable $225 a month for internet and they still have not figured out my internet solution yet. I've had That's five terrible, dude. different texts, five different texts, Cold Coffee, to be there. And they're all nice. I want to say, I want shout yeah. out if you are a technician for Cox Communications, I want to say, uh, especially if you're one of the ones that's been in my house, I guess I can't speak for all of them, but all five of them. All Wait, five you don't want to speak ill will of somebody that knows where you live. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too. And controls my internet. Uh, but no. All the rest of you that don't know where I live, F you. Y'all suck. Y'all suck. But the ones that made it to my house... Y'all's good people. No, Y'all's good people. All five of them were very kind, very nice, very knowledgeable. But it's a situation where I just, I, I think it's the equipment in my neighborhood. Like, maybe, basically, we've gotten to a situation 100%. where, like, yeah, maybe somebody was doing an upgrade or they were doing, they were working on something in, in the area. And, uh, but man, I can't even do, like, you know, I mean, obviously, remote interviews are just kind of standard these days. I mean, you do a 10-minute a call, a 15-minute call, whatever it may be with whatever athlete. And I, I can't get through a single 10-minute interview without my internet dropping at least once. And I can't tell you how frustrating And it completely cuts out, or is it just the bandwidth drops? It just Does the it band completely cut out? Yeah, the bandwidth just – well, the bandwidth drops enough that it cuts out. So, I'll, like, if yeah. I'm on a, on a video call or whatever, like, I'll just lose the video call. And, and I don't have to reconnect. It'll reconnect itself. Uh, obviously, uh, you and I, for years, have been using StreamYard as the program that, that we conduct interviews and stuff on. Um, but it just cuts out. And, and, and it'll reconnect, but it's like that deal where the athlete has to be like, oh, I'm sorry, wait, what? You cut out? Oh, wait, you know what I mean? It's just that yeah. weird. And, and you could go in and, and you can edit it. It's no big deal. You can just cut that out and put a edit. little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just leave it in. Who does that? Just leave Who it does in. that? But it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just it's just annoying, especially, again, given. <sighs> How much you pay. Oh, I, 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 That is ridiculous, it, dude. It, that it, is ridiculous. I know that, you know, and that's the times, like, we always complain. We're like, why can't these other internet companies? Because there's good internet. In parts of Vegas, it's just not everywhere. Yep. You know, CenturyLink's got fiber, which is cheap. It's just not everywhere. Have you tried, and I know we've talked a little bit, have you tried using a VPN, connecting to a VPN, and uh, then trying to connect? Like, have you have you tried doing what you're doing with another computer? No. Remember I told you what Cox was doing to me for a while until it kind of cleared up? Oh, they yeah. They were throttling my computer. My computer right next to it uh, was fine, but this particular one... They were throttling. I don't know if it's because I do a lot of downloading from videos every once in a while, but when I put it on the VPN and told it it was like in Chicago or California, my speed ramped back up. That's true. Turn the VPN off and then it went back down. That's I was like, trash. they're actively fucking with me, you know? So I still, I still think it is probably hardware in your area. They just don't want to admit that they're either having issues with whatever. I mean, I think that's just the problem that eventually drives people away from Cox. Um, at some point, because they just don't admit their shit. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with your house. Your house is fine. It's not your internal infrastructure. It's just their stuff, but they just don't want to admit it. And that's what's shitty about it. And we don't, unfortunately, 
the way that Vegas is, it's not like every provider is in every area. So you're stuck with what you can get. Yeah. You know, as much as people talk about, you know, the monopolies with the UFC and the other stuff, like when it comes to like cable companies and like power companies and most cities is a legit monopoly that we're kind of really having issues. But it's like people want to bitch about other stuff. You know, it's like, dude. We have to face this shit all the fucking time. It drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy. I heard, I heard we may have, and you're closer to me now than you used to be. Obviously, the the, the new updated uh, Casa de Cold Coffee, the the palatial estate, is a lot closer to me. I mean, yes, obviously, yes. I don't share yes. the same type of grounds, but I'm you know I'm I'm in the <laughs> I'm in a different area. But uh, I did hear that uh, by the end of the year, we're supposed to have Google Fiber laid somewhere uh, down to our area, which would be phenomenal. that would be nice. That would be fun. Well, it, you know, and it's funny. Once another player finally does break into the area, watch watch Cox and everybody ramp up to uh, to move their fiber into these areas. Once they know that they're not the only player, yeah, that tends to make people. Uh, that's the one good thing about competition. You know, people want to gripe sometimes about uh, you know competition, but competition does force companies to to get their act together and start putting some shit together. I yes, just think Cox is dragging their foot, man. They're just reaping in those profits, but whatever. Brutal. But yeah, brutal. that sucks, man. That sucks that uh, you're still having to deal with that. I thought that was long gone. No. I didn't realize you were still dealing with it. Weeks, bro. Weeks. Five five appointments. And they say wait a couple days. So we'll see. Hopefully by the time I get They're supposed to be doing some repairs in the area. So hopefully by the time I get back home. Have you tried Las telling Vegas. them that your, your your besties with Dana White and see if they'll uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. move mine? <laughs> yeah, you're like, good. I was trying to have a conference call with my best uh, friend, uh, Dana White. <laughs> you guys know Dana White? <laughs> And he was he was commenting about how my internet kept dropping out, and I was like, you know, I'm having issues with these Cox cable guys, Dana. Dana, do you have Cox cable? Or are you able to get a different provider in your area? <laughs> and, You're ridiculous. And see see what happens. Then all of a sudden, oh, Mr. Morgan, Mr. Morgan, uh, yeah, 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 we're going to uh, we're so, going to send our other five techs over to your house. So ridiculous, so ridiculous. <laughs> all right, listen, uh, we'll get into it. Obviously, a lot to talk about with MMA going on right now. I guess the first thing we'll just mention briefly, the open workouts that we attended. Uh, Raul Rosas Jr. was there. Daniel Zalubio was there. Uh, Natan Levy was there. Um, you know, All me, good Mexicans, all yeah, good Mexicans. Yeah, it was. We did all kind of laugh, right? <laughs> Raul Rosas Jr., Daniel Zalubio make a lot of sense. They both hail from Mexico. <laughs> and then Natan Levy was there, and we were like, why are you here hmm. again? <laughs> Why are you here? But it, I mean, it worked out. But he was he, one of the funner ones. He, he gave a yeah. great interview, and I thought his I thought his uh, workout was fun as well. It worked. Uh, it made sense because he had just had the 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 gym beat down with the anti-Semitic dude that he brought in. So that made kind of entertaining. Funny is that shit? Dude. It's crazy. How can you believe that, that still happens? I mean, like. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, like, I don't know if these people don't see other prior videos and they think in their head, ah, nobody's ever been man enough to go challenge a guy at his gym. I mean, I think this is a good idea. <laughs> like, when <laughs> find one video out there that it's a good idea where it's worked in your yeah, favor, people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> find, find me one video. Like, go on the internet right now and Google internet troll beats shows per- that yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> beats MMA fighters ass in gym or something. Find me that video because that that would probably be one thing you search where just Google comes back and like zero results, bro. There's, there's no yeah. results whatsoever. Nothing. Nothing. Dude, yeah. that's so ridiculous. But yeah, I, I hadn't heard that story, but um, that's crazy. And and, and it's, it's kind of, sh- it, you know, the part that's a little shittier on this particular one, we see guys all the time say like, oh, I want to fight a fighter. I want to do whatever. You know, that's the shit that happens usually with like Sean Strickland. We see it happen over Extreme Couture. Right. But in this case, the guy was, you know, harping on his religion and other shit like now you deserve a real ass beating. That like, is true. like, bro, you deserve to get your ass fucked up. Like, that's 
it's just so it's just crazy. And I didn't realize that the guy had taken it that far, you know, until he, you know, Natan started talking about it. I was like, dude, that's fucking shitty, dude. I was like, I hope you kicked him while he was down, like in his face and just kept kicking for good measure or something. You know, that's that's above and beyond. So, I mean, like, it's just crazy. Like, and one, it's one thing to be an Internet troll and just do whatever. But then you want to show your face up knowing the shit that you said, like you want to show your face in public, like. Bro, I, I wish he branded him. I wish he should have like a little brand that you wow. could just fucking brand that dude. And be like, there you go, just troll, hateful troll would be what the brand says right on his fucking cheek or something. That's great. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, he put the he put the he put the work to him. So uh, it, that was it was interesting to talk to him about that. Uh, Daniel Zellweger, uh, obviously uh, a young talented, I mean a big dude by the way for the weight class. Man, he, he's a yeah, talented he's really guy. Tall. He's, he was talking about how comfortable he's getting. Um, but I, I did think, I guess, if there was a headliner of the workout, it would probably be Raul Rosas Jr. just because yeah. of the attention and stuff around him. I, I will say, I mean, I, I, you know, as you said, you mentioned Natan Levy was kind of the most entertaining of the day. Um, I will say, man, uh, I, I liked what Raul was saying about, you know, his loss and the attitude that he still had. And, you know, man, the kid, we, we said it from the beginning, the kid was in an impossible situation, man. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's just – you know, the, the the kid's got talent. I know, you know, the, the kid really does have talent. You talk to anybody that's worked with him in the gym, you, you know, you go see him train. The, the kid has skills. But there was just this level of expectations and hype around him that at his age are just impossible to fill. But, man, dude, his spirit is uh, unbroken, man. And, and I loved what he said. And, and I tweeted, even though it wasn't a video because, uh, you know, I, I didn't have time to process all that. I just – I just quoted it because I thought it was cool what he said. He's like, dude, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to show the world that I am who I say I am. And the other quote that he said that I thought was awesome was he's like, that loss didn't change anything but my record. You know, my expectations are still what they are. My belief in, in, in what I can accomplish is still what it is. And, um, you know, I, it's, it's one of those things, it's it's a cliche, but honestly to say, like, that loss is the best thing to ever happen to him. I mean, it's not the best. The best would be to keep winning. But sometimes I think in defeat, it, it, it you know, it helps you a little bit. It helps, you know, it helps – ease the pressure around you, ease the expectations around you, and let him develop as a fighter, and, and I think show him his shortcomings as well. So uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm still intrigued by the guy. I think this I, – I honestly believe he's in a better situation now than he was before because I think a lot of the pressure and, – and there's still going to be a tension around him, of course, but not the way there was before. And I think that's a good thing, honestly, man. I, I think it, give the kid time to grow up a little bit. Yeah, did he finally graduate? I don't know. I that. know. I know. At the end of last year, he was still like close. I thought he yeah. still had months. I thought so. I thought maybe this prior, maybe June or whenever school would have just finished, that that would have been it. Maybe. Maybe so. But I'm not quite sure. I, I, next time we see him, I have to ask him if he if he did finally finish it. I know he was close. I thought he was in the senior year or stuff. But I know the temptation to probably walk away was right there. You yep. know, especially knowing that you're earning. He was able to buy his mom the minivan, a minivan, a nice minivan, yep. you know, and able, you know, now he wants to buy her whatever she wants or something. I love that. I thought that was a great story, but I was hoping the kid finished, finished school. But yeah, I was just thinking about that because I wonder if he was, you know, when he was talking about how it was so funny when the first time we saw him when he was, you know, talking about being excited for like Pizza Day, and it just like 
takes you so far back. Like, I remember, like, who didn't get excited for Pizza Day, dude? Like, Pizza Day was the day, you know? And to hear it, I was like, oh, my God, this kid is so young. But it was just so fresh, and it was just so kind true. of funny. It was honest, you know, though. Hearing it was him talk him about it. it was so honest, and it was awesome. I was like, holy shit, he just going in there to fight. Or, or I can't remember if it was right after we saw him fight. Like, he was just fighting in the cage, and now he's talking about how he was excited for Pizza Day. And I was like... <laughs> It couldn't be the two the two ideas couldn't have been further apart from each other, and uh, yeah, man, what a good kid! He was good, good spirits. Um, he looked good, man. He was popping the popping the mitts, man. He's got quick hands, and uh, just like a lot of the guys that, that show up for that, you know, I always want to tell them like, guys, we get it. You know, you you're doing this as like an open workout for the media. There's no fans here, or whatever. I'm like, if you want to work out, cool. If not, bro, we can we can do what we need to do. You got other shit going on, you know. Like your fight's not that far away. You know, you don't need to kill yourself out of here. He made sure that he wanted to actually do some stuff. You know, he yeah. brought a guy to grapple with for a little bit, was hitting some mitts. Um, it was just, it was just impressive. I mean, all the guys. And it's funny, you know, we, we, we by the time we got to Daniel, Daniel was supposed to be second. He came late. He came late, so he was the last guy. And at that point, we we're just like, if you want to just scrum and that's it, you know, fine. That that's enough, you know. Um, then he. Uh, he ends up, they want to get some pictures, so he went up going there. So we're like, okay, so we watch him go, and he starts working the heavy bag. Dude, he was doing some really cool kicks, you know, and some flying knees. And then he was like, can we grapple? I was like, bro, you don't have to. Like, you're already done. Like, we got enough. He's like, I kind of want to grapple. And we're like, well, fuck, go ahead and grapple. Wow. And then he was just going through different, like, some different jujitsu moves. And, it, dude, his flow was really good. But one of the ones at the very end I thought was awesome because he actually did this move where he, he was just transition transition transitions and at one point he got in the back and then he slipped it into and he set it up and then he ended up doing a twister oh, and i remember wow. when i saw the twister i was like ah i was and they kind of chuckled because they i recognized them they there i think they enjoyed that somebody recognized it and then when he stood up i was like dude nice job with the twister i guess he's nailed a twister in comp like amateur competition or something oh wow because we started talking about it and i was like dude yeah you know there's only been like three or whatever in the ufc and he was like oh he mentioned something like five somewhere i don't know if five professionally or whatever um but then he talked about it and then his key his point was like where a lot of people mess up is they wait till put the arm behind their neck when like your opponent's arm behind their neck until they flatten themselves out onto the their back when they get on the ground so like they a lot of people when they're on the ground it's like an afterthought they're already in the position where you know you're in the back then you have to take that arm and pull it around where his thing was like you need to set it up so when he so when I went back and watched his footage when he was taking the back so that his opponent's like on all fours he's taking the back he you could see him hook the leg with his leg and he kind of puts this little sort of you know uh, leg lock between his legs but then as he starts to pull the guy back like as he's starting to lean back and then what it looked like he would go to take his back at that point already once he threw the guy off and leveraged him so that the left arm became loose. And he started making the move to pull it behind his head before he even was close to the mat, all right. in one sort of smooth movement. And it made so much sense. And I was just like, dude, nobody's ever broke down that twister part to me before. But I was like, it makes so much sense. That's awesome. Because when you see it happen in some of the fights we've had, it was after the guys were already sort of in that position on the ground. They weren't making that move for the twister. The twister arose, and then they're able to capture it. Yep. But it was kind of cool to see somebody while they were flowing, set it up and make the manipulation and move it while it was happening. And I was just like, dude, 
that's legit. So and at that point, I was like, I was glad that he grappled, that he actually did yeah, some yeah, jits yeah. and grappled. And I was like, that was really fucking cool. Yeah, I was like, dude, that was really cool. Here I was saying like, bro, you don't have to. You don't have to. You you, you kicked the bag. You're good. You're good. I got my B-roll. And I ended up thinking like, dude, that was bad as fuck, man. That, that was so cool. I was like, what a great little tip. Like, you know, That's I've awesome. never heard anybody ever explain that. So I was like, at that point, I was like, all right, bonus. That kid's you know, sharp, so. man. That kid's sharp. 24 years old, been fighting professionally since I think he was 17. He's six yeah. foot one. I mean. The, and I think dude. he's black belt jujitsu. Wow. Yeah. That kid's I could be wrong. Talent. I thought I heard him say he was black belt or something, but I, maybe I misheard. But yeah, dude, that kid's. And I loved his spirit. I mean, his, his personality was so funny. And he was talking about being nervous. And he's like, the first time I saw you, I was speaking to you guys. You're like, you guys were more famous than I was. Uh, you know, so funny. Like, yeah, you right? Know, I was just chuckling. I was like, what a good kid, man. He um, is, man. Good kid. And good I'm t- another one of these guys that came off the Contender Series, man. Um, he looked sharp on that. I mean, just another one of those contenders. And Dane even brought that up the other day when they were talking about the uh, – what was his war board or whatever, where he had the different color coatings? Yeah, the war, the war where, like the red was for tough. Boards. Yep. Right, the red was tough. Blue is Contender uh, contenders. And yellow was looking for a fight or whatever. Right. And he was just saying about how the blue just dominates the board, man. And just, I mean, these studs. I mean, and we've said before in times past when we do like some of our fight picks, our staff picks. Like if I know somebody's went through the contender, I'm a, I always maybe it's just a soft spot because we've been at like every contenders or whatever. But also I think just the setting that being able to step up to that pressure, you have one shot to get that contract. They just something about the guys that are able and gals that go through it to thrive through that. I feel just gives them an edge every time they get in there. I always feel like if they're able to to do it in that little scent that that little moment. I always, if I had to put between fighter A or fighter B, if one's on the contenders, I'm always going to lean that way just because of that experience on the contenders. So, yeah, when, uh, he's another one, man. He's another kid that literally could be a future champ, and he came off a of contender series, man. Yep. Good shit. I like that kid a lot. Well, speaking of contender series, you and I were both there uh, the night before. We So we spent a couple consecutive days at the USC Apex. Uh, I had missed the last couple uh, contender series just because of the travels and PFL and all that, but – uh, was in town, and so you and I were both there. Dana White uh, spoke to us as well. Um, three yeah, con- he decided to show up. I was he decided to, to show up because you were there, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't. Was he didn't say. come the other day when Kevin Ioli said he was coming. Uh, you know, I'm just saying. That's what I'm telling you. you. You call Cox Cable and you say, "Oh, hell, hold on. I think that's Dana White on my other line. Hold on, hold on." <laughs> You guys mind if I bring Dana in on this call? Dana, Dana says he has something he wants to say to you. Oh, you're ridiculous. Uh, all right, so he's, he did show up. I, I will say, I guess first off on the night, I just want to say uh, only three or five contracts given, um, which I think is good. You know, I've seen a lot of people complaining. At first, I yep. thought people were being a little ridiculous, but now I do kind of see it, I think, where it's like, well, if everybody's getting a contract, it takes away a little bit of the drama of the show. At first, I hated that because, like, I just want to see these people get their opportunities. And, 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 yeah. and you know their dreams are on the line. But I understand from a viewer's perspective where you're like, yeah, but I want a little drama. Like, okay, you won, but was that good enough? Was it not good enough? Um, so I, I kind of get that. I will say for this week, um, and I, it, it's one of those ones where I was probably too close to the situation, so I'm definitely biased. Um, Timothy Kwamba and Mateo Vogel. Yeah. Two guys that came through CFFC, two guys who I knew were high level, and I think they both showed it. To be honest with you, I think that was a high level fight. Timothy Kwamba gets the win, a narrow, narrow win. I, I, I had no problem with that decision going either way. I think both proved that they are at UFC level. Um, 
Kwamba gets the win, doesn't get the contract. Obviously, Vogel lost, so he certainly doesn't. Um, I was bummed with that one because I think Kwamba has skills, especially at just 24 years old. Um, I do believe he'll be in the UFC, and I'll be honest with you, I believe Vogel deserves to be in the UFC as well. So I was a little bummed with that one, um, but I, I think probably I was too close to the situation as well because I was kind of I, – I called Kwamba's fights when he was an amateur at Tough Enough. Yeah. I called his first three professional fights. Uh, he's a Dewey Cooper guy who obviously I, I, I love Dewey and – you know, we're around uh, Dewey a lot in Las Vegas, so probably too close to the situation. But what did you think? Were you were you a little surprised? I was say, I'm not close. Good? I'm I I thought I'm not close to to either one of those guys. But I put Kwamba down on my list that I thought he was going to get a contract. Mm. I thought his energy I like and I thought his skills. I mean, when Dana came back and tried saying he was too young, it's funny because we chuckled about how the next the following day we were going to see Raul Rosas <laughs> Jr., who was still like 19 <laughs> years old or whatever. I was like, oh, okay, too young, too young, huh? Um, but Dana was talking about his power and. I mean, the guy, I don't think that the guy doesn't have power. I just think that you got to give it up to Vogel at that point for taking a good shot. You know, like the shots were doing damage. And I thought the kid, the only part I saw was at that third round, which I think I had to go back in my head. And I don't know if I gave him one in three. I thought he did. I thought he did more. In my eyes, I, round I picked him. Round three was when Vogel got on the back and when he got on the back, and so maybe then I gave him the time. first two. So yeah, yeah. Or so you probably get you probably gave him one and two. Probably, probably gave him the two. first two. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just I thought he did enough, and I, I just liked the way that they went straight out and they went straight at it. You know, and maybe that's because the 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 weeks leading up to the first couple of weeks, we saw guys get the contract that didn't put half as much effort. But Dana, in his mind, was like, oh well, he was an underdog. It was this and this, you know. Or he's 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 at that prime age, you know. He, every once in a while, he throws off the prime age every once in a while, and I'm like, bro, I never fucking can tell what's the prime anymore because Dana's <laughs> at some point use he says some guys are like out of their prime, and I swear they're at the same age as these other ones that he says are in their prime. Um, I just thought that he did enough, so I, that's the only. I'm I'm not upset about it. I mean, I think if he would have got a finish, of course he would he would have got it. Um, you know, even he would pull whatever. Um. I just I thought his performance was enough, but yeah. I just when so when Dana was trying to say it was about the power and that he was young and that he'll get some more experience, I'm like, bro, did you hear the fucking crowd? Like, granted, it's a local show, but like, it was legit. You had Dewey going off, and I'm not sure who the guy that was off to the left. I couldn't quite recognize the guy that was like uh, coaching off from the the side, and you had like um, different other fighters and teams that were off on the other side. Like, so I can tell that the guy had people that were supporting this kid yeah um he's fun to watch he's fun to watch it's fun to watch quick combinations in and out and i will say that when dana said no to that there was a a very loud audible boo in apex from all the people that were there to watch him they were like you just heard this boo and i mean like i agreed with them i was like i was kind of let down so but you know honestly i was happy that um and and it started last week where we didn't get the the UN UN thing. Like I felt right. like now I felt like okay, now it's getting back to what prior seasons they've established this whole be Joe Piper and like show me something, show me you want to be there mentality. That at the beginning of the season I thought that that was gone. You know, it just felt like okay, now they're just padding the roster. You know, they're just trying to you know cycle some new guys in and get rid of some guys, but. Um, even if there have to, I guess, be some sacrifices at times of guys that probably could have got in, but if they're like, dude, we need to start establishing that we're not going to give out five contracts every night, I can see why they wouldn't give it to this particular, you know, on these fights, these the two that didn't get it. But um, 
I that was the one I was like I was shocked because usually I can I, I'm pretty spot on on who gets them right. unless Dana just pulls a Dana and he pulls you know gives a heavyweight that shouldn't get one gives him one. Um, I was surprised. I was surprised that that uh, Timothy didn't get one. I was um, too. But I was too. I mean, Bol- Bolagioki was a no brainer. Carlos Pratis was a no brainer. Uh, dude, I gotta ask you, what you think Oki, about Oki? Man, the- that kid is scary. Oh. I liked as soon as that fight happened, I was like, holy shit. Yet. That dude is scary. And he sounds like the Terminator in his interviews, like his his accent. Like wouldn't stop screaming impressive. afterwards, bro. He was yeah. just intense <laughs> as hell, man. That was unbelievable. That that, that was good. But I, yeah. I did I did want to ask you, what did you make of Thomas Peterson, the cocaine bear? I think he should use it as his nickname. Uh, I think he should use it as his nickname, bro. That interview was hilarious. But he's so. But he's so. Cut like the guy was like crying about everything. He got super emotional. I don't know if the cocaine bear can, is capable of emotions because he's numb. Uh, but I did, I did love you know his motion. I did like uh, the support system. I love that shot where it showed back in his family. You know, and they were getting all hyped up, and then he sees that, then he starts getting choked up. And you could, I just love the the heart and the effort and what this meant for him and what it meant for his family. Um, and we need, I mean, granted, I think that if there's ever a division that needs more and more people as much as i say that you know some heavyweights shouldn't have got the contracts they do need heavyweights they do need blood they need uh fresh blood um he's a good guy i mean i i think i need to see more um because i think his opponent was not very good in this particular one um he got him with the move um you know with i think was the camaro that that he got him with or whatever but his opponent never addressed it and never yep. tried to defend it you know so while yes he got the the move i mean he pretty much just stayed heavy on him and and was able to fucking just crank the dude's arm but the guy never defended it you know so i want to see more from him to see how good he really is um he's got good size he's got a great personality i just don't know how well you know he's going to stack up against the big guys if, if that's you know i wasn't really impressed with like his striking um right. And he never really got his chin. Chin never got tested, you know. Um, but he's so, a character. He's a character. But he's a character. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and 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 you know, we've seen that. You know, in times where you know, if you've got the personality and you've got the skill and you got a good chin, you know, maybe the the skills will still come. I mean, it's not like these guys are show up are finished products. You know, they're still getting better and better. Um, I mean, there's I think there's times where you know, well, no, Derek was always on a pretty good. He, Derek started pretty strong. I was trying to think if there was a point where Derek wasn't really so good, but that is his name. Well, no, uh, Roy Nelson is a good, maybe a good example. Roy was beloved by the people, but there were times his record wasn't showing anything. And it was just like, why is Roy still around? And as much as I wanted Roy to stay around, it was because of that, the, that connection with the fans and stuff. People just absolutely loved him. He just wasn't yep. able to get wins. So not everybody's going to be at the top, but you know, if you got a good personality and you connect with the crowd, the crowd's going to want you to keep coming. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm glad the guy got it. But yeah, I think we still need to see some see some more from him. But yep. it wasn't like he was coming out there saying like, "Hey, I'm going to be a champion in in two years' time or whatever." Um, especially when you got like some of the, the new breed of heavyweights is just fucking crazy. Oh, it's it just, is. Some, it's just ridiculous. It's some, not enough to just be big anymore. You can't just be big. You got to be big but you got to be fast and you got to be powerful and you got to be fucking technical man i'll tell you what though it's it's interesting so uh you know we always talk about how hard it is to find quality heavyweights prior to his Mm -hmm. addition um there are 38 heavyweights signed to the roster that's it just 38 
That's if crazy. It's, it's cra- if you figure that 16 of them are ranked because you have the champ and then you have 1 through 15, so 60, there's that's only 22 non-ranked. That's ridiculous. Crazy. So you can you can make uh, you can make an impact pretty quick. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, – They need heavyweights then. I had, I had no idea it was that, that little. It's that little. 38 that's on the USC ridiculous. roster. I guess that would make him number 39, which is crazy. Uh, all right, so uh, I guess as far as Dana's stuff, you know, he, he spoke to us for a while. Uh, he told you – not really interested in Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky four. I get that. I know Alexander Volkanovsky yeah. has kind of said the same. Like I'm, I'm beyond it. It's weird because Max Holloway is clearly the number one contender. I saw somebody the other day just a, uh, a tweet, and it was in regards to my rankings update tweet, um, and it was said, and I thought this was kind of a neat tweet. It was just, uh, it's the only division uh, in the UFC with two champions. You know what I mean? Like those two dudes are just clearly number one and two. It's just number one. It's just a little bit better, you know what I mean? Max Holloway can beat everybody else. I was like, that's a cool way to put yeah. it, but but I understand why they're not going to fight again. Um, the, mentioned the Conor McGregor stuff, uh, you know, that, that screenshot that went out. I, I always thought that was fake. I'm going to tell you what's funny. The reason I actually thought that thing was fake before I even really investigated it was it had Chandler listed first. There's no way they're going to put Chandler first on the marquee. They're going to put Conor McGregor. Yeah. If that fight does come together, it's going to be – McGregor versus Chandler. So as dumb of a reason to think that something was fake as that is, when I saw it said Michael Chandler versus Conor McGregor, I'm like, no, 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 no. The UFC is never going to build it that way. Uh, but the one thing that did stand out to me about what and, – and I get it. Dana can only say so much. He's not going to reveal their plans just because he was asked about it. But I, I love it when I'm like, well, is he still in the mix? And he's like, I don't know. Like – it's August 31st right now. That is yeah. December 16th, and you don't know <laughs> like, if The on sale <laughs> is supposed to come out sometime <laughs> soon, bro. Like, and you're what like, are we doing? I'm not sure. I mean, listen, we don't talk every day. I mean, Connor's got things yeah. going on. Like, come on. You know whether or not he can fight in December or not. Like, tell us. Tell it. But, but I get it. He's only going to say so much. And that's the thing. It's funny sometimes when people – criticized or like oh you didn't press him on this like bro he's not going to tell you something he doesn't want to tell you like he yeah. you know how much media he's done at this point where he understands like i ain't got to tell you shit so you know what i mean you yeah. can ask me whatever you want but if i don't feel like telling you i'm not going to tell you so anyway I like just how thought- many times yet how many times do you want me to say i don't know i yeah. don't know like oh, i can you only must say know. It so many ways you must know <laughs> you have to know uh it's so funny but i did think that was funny just like i don't know if he's there or not uh, and then the other one that was interesting was that, that really stood out and I think probably got the most uh, attention was uh, him kind of lambasting uh, Marab Davalashvili and Aljamain Sterling and saying how he hated the situation. Now, I do think a lot of people misinterpreted it as he's pissed off that they won't fight each other. I could be wrong, and I could probably could reach out to Clara. I don't think he's pissed off that they won't fight each other. Like I, I know he. No, does. I don't think that's. What, I don't think that's what he was saying at all. Yeah, I don't I either. I think it's and, the and fact he's that they're like about it before. Yeah, the fact is that that they're like that. You know, they've got you know, Marab, you're number one. He's like, well, let me wait on Aljamain and see what Aljamain wants to do. And well, if Aljamain doesn't want to go, then I'll go. It's like, no, bro, we we don't have time to sit around and you guys. It, do you want this or not? But I, I think a yeah. lot of people because I saw a lot of people going, I can't believe Dana expects them to fight each other. They've admitted that they're brothers and they're this and that. I don't think that's what he's saying. I think his annoyance is that. Al Jermaine is like, hold on, I want my shot. And Rob's like, well, if he, he deserves his shot, but if he doesn't want his shot, I'll, I'll take his shot, but only if he doesn't want to go first. And which, yeah. and, and, I've, and, and let me be clear, I've praised both these guys for that because I think that's so unique in the sport, that this is such a cutthroat business that I think it's beautiful that they're willing to say, hey, 
I want that opportunity, but I'm not going to take it at the expense of my brother. I love that. But Dana and the UFC don't love that because they're trying to put fights together. But I think it was a little bit misinterpreted as he was pissed that they don't want to fight each other. I think it's more of the fact that he's pissed that they're kind of like, after you, sir. No, no, after you. Oh, no, 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 after you. Where they're trying to put yeah. fights together. And you know? I think that's how Amy even phrased the question when she was talking. She's like, you know, Marab saying that he wasn't going to do, you know, take the fight until he was sure that Aljo didn't want it or whatever. And um, I can... And, and he said the same thing before, too, you know, where he's just like, why are you in the game if you're not trying to win the title? Like, regardless, I mean, if it's your boy and that, and that was his but that was partially even his thinking when he said it in the past. Like, if your boy's got the belt and, you know, if you don't want the belt, why are you doing this particular thing? I mean, I, I, if you don't want the belt and the fact that there's a possibility that if your boy doesn't have the belt and you still don't want to fight for the belt because you want to make sure your boy's good with his career first, like you're in the wrong sport. Like this sport is so, it's so, you know, so, you know, I definitely didn't take it like in this particular instance where he was talking about those guys fighting each other. Um, So that's probably other people just hearing him wrong, but I don't think he's wrong in what he was saying. You know, I mean, like I get it. And and then we, and we saw pretty much as much from Aljo and Marab both saying that as well. Like, you know, if it's not Aljo, it should be me, you know, and Aljo kind of saying the same thing. It's just, it's just weird that, Dana's interview had to come out and say what they said for those guys to finally come out again and sort of say like, no, I mean, it's it's either one of us instead of one, which has been Marab clearly in the past, sort of like, well, let's see what Aljo wants to do. But right. that was when Aljo was the champ. Aljo is not the champ anymore. Maybe we just haven't had a chance to talk with him for him to clarify that shit's changed and that, yes, if the possibility and that he gets the nod to take that fight, I guarantee he's going to do it. So, so what do you think? So, what do you do? You think? Uh, I mean, I, it looks like it looks like hey, it looks like December might be again still looking for a headliner, unless of course we find yeah. out Conor McGregor is available. We don't, you know, we we, we just don't know if he can fight or not. We well, you know, it's funny because like I've been on, I've been so much like just on the USADA test pool thing, like just randomly every fucking day. Like I'll usually hop in them, like, well, let's see if McGregor pops. Nope, 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 nope. nope. But that's when I noticed Nick Diaz has one test this year. Travis Brown has five tests this year. Travis Brown. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, there's there's names. I mean, there's names. I'm like, I'm just wondering why dudes are still. And like Nick tested like five times last year. Wow. Something like that. So, I mean, like there's definitely names. But, yeah, it's just weird because, I mean, at this point, I think everybody has to agree that – I don't think Usada's going to stick to their guns. I mean, it gets it's getting closer oh, and closer, I and think I think a lot of the people they have to, they should, they should. But when it, at the end of the day, uh, Usada is brought on and being paid by the UFC to do these tests. Usada wants. I mean, are they going to say, okay, well, Dana, we appreciate your money, but we really, really want to stick to our guns on this one. I know we did it before for that Brock guy. You know, when he came. You know, I know we did it before. But this one, you know, because what if they say he's going to come back for one fight? He wants to get one fight this year, and then he's retiring. You think Usada's going to be like, okay, okay, man? But we really want to, we really want to do the six months because we said that, and they're like, I'm, well, I'm come telling on, you right know. now, I'm telling you right now, though, I don't and, think and, they're going to stick to their guns. And listen, I, man, I think they should. You're not wrong. But I don't think they. You're not wrong. We know how the world works. We know how the world works, right? Money drives everything, and he is the biggest right. star in the sport. And I get it, but I'm telling you right now, if that happens, if they grant this exception, if they if, if they give him the exception, 
how, if you're anybody else on the roster, do you not just be like, this program is stupid? Why why do I have to follow all these rules when yep. nobody else does? You know what? I, I just I just it, to me it would cause such an uprising and such an uproar and such a question again for everybody else on the roster to be like, why am I even having to participate in this program if yep. you're gonna give the star? And again, we know how the world works. I would not be yep. shocked if it happened that way. But how does everybody else on the roster not go, come on, man? I mean, and he still needs to test. Say if he gets the exception, he's still – now, that just clears him up to this point, right? It's not like that clears him to test hot on No, 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 no. Week. You still have to get in two so tests. So he still has to test. I mean, like, the, 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 the crazy part is when you look at Connor, he looks like he's still fucking juicing right now, you know? So it's like – Bro hasn't, like, declined any. He's still swole as all fucking get out, you know? Like, I mean, I'm ready for, like, the, like the, the middleweight uh, debut, and the middleweight would be a cut <laughs> at this point. Um, he's a big boy, man. Like, uh, he's still, he's still if, if, if at this point, I mean, he'd still be pissing hot, I imagine. Um, so, regardless, you know, even if he did get an exception, he's still got to have a clean, you know, fight that night, or he's... Right. Maybe he doesn't care because he's, he's like, take whatever percentage you want. I'm still going to get a huge fucking payday. But the, at least in this instance, you have a guy like, say it is Chandler. If if Chandler's on side, Chandler's like, I don't care. Let him take as much junk as he wants. Let us just fight. You know, like the difference with a lot of the other cats is they don't want to fight a juiced up guy. You know, Chandler understands this is going to be the biggest payday of his career. And he's like, and he and there's the possibility that this fight is never going to happen. I think he realizes that when he signed up to do the ultimate fighter, he assumed like we all did that the fight was guaranteed. The fight's going to happen as soon as the show, the show wasn't even done. And we were already questioning whether that fight's ever going to happen. So at this point, I think he's just like, bro, just make it happen. I don't care. Like, dude, shoot him up the morning of, you know, (laughs) he just wants to fight, you know? Um, True. And so, I mean, if if two guys, and but we see this in other other uh, aspects of in other sports where they don't use USADA, but you see the people that know what the fuck. Oh, you watch any like, I'm guesstimating. This is my guess. Watch a lot of these Russian fights by these Russian organizations. They ain't fucking <laughs> testing anybody. They ain't <laughs> testing anybody. And uh, but the fights are great. Both guys you, get paid, you, you and neither one of them are complaining. You haven't you know? gotten a lot of press releases from the Russian Anti-Doping Association yeah. talking about suspensions <laughs> being handed down. I mean, maybe they you just know? don't have our email addresses or something. That's pro- You're right. You're right. If they would stop trying to hack our website and would send me that email, I would I would much appreciate that. So, um, so I mean, it's just – it is what it is. Um, All right. Well, let's say I this. Just, I just feel like – I feel like if December is going to happen, I, I just – I don't think – and I think it could be a possibility. I just think uh, USADA is not. I, I I think USADA is going to give him an exemption. You know, it's but I think it's still going to be pretty hard for him to piss clean at this point because the bro bro looks like he's still full on cycle mode. <laughs> like he he cycled the other day. Do you see that picture? I didn't. I don't see all his clips, but I happen to see that Amy Kaplan posted that uh, Connor working on his bike or something, and he like starts the shot with like. Pointing at his fucking nuts and then up to it, and he's making this weird face. And I was like, what the fuck? How creepo is that? But then I was like, why, Amy, as a media member, are you posting this clip of a fucking dude and like his nuts? I know, I get it. It's Connor, but I was like, bro, what are you doing? I unfollowed her. 
Because the last time she put a pic, it was like, uh, who was it? You um, unfollowed her. You sit next to her at every meeting. I know, but she has. She doesn't know. She doesn't know that I've unfollowed her. But I mean, like, I don't mind talking about. Like, bro, I don't don't make a pic. Like, I don't want something to pop up my timeline of fucking Connor's fucking crotch. And then she posted that pic of uh, Machado uh, and Gary, Machado, Gary, and uh, uh, Cheeto, and Cheeto, Cheeto in the shower, dude. What would happen to me as a employee of Junkie USA Today if I posted a pic of two fighter, uh, two female fighters Ooh. that they happen to release of them in the shower? What would fucking happen to me? Oh boy, you know what? That's a very fair question. Yeah. I would get fucking burnt yeah. to a crisp, and I right. guarantee I would get my job called for me to lose my job. You're so and right. Then you know, so I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? I know she doesn't care, but for me personally, I'm like, I don't want to see that on my timeline. That's what I go back to. So I was like, dude, if you're gonna keep posting fucking fighters, balls, dicks, blah blah blah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking follow you. You know, and that's just not her. That's anybody. Like, come on. And we're all supposed to be media members, but like, I don't want. I get it that they're fighters, but bro, don't I don't show me fighter a's package i don't fucking care how famous they are i would agree with that all right uh so let me (laughs) you threw me off i was did you not see that con did you not see the connor on his exercise bike i did it's probably on his fucking yacht too fucker i did did see it i thought it was a little bit weird too i'm like like so weird like like, what was with his creepy face like what is he doing you posted it like did you know like it's yeah (laughs) like he was like <laughs> Look at my nuts here. I'm like, yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. All right. Keeper. Here's what I was going to ask you. So, uh, <laughs> y- y- uh, all right. So, it looks like it looks like perhaps uh, Yuri Prohaska, Alex Pajeda could meet on December 16th. I still don't think Connor's going to fight on December 16th, but we shall see. It could happen. But that's a good fight. That's a fight that's it's worthwhile. It's a great that's fight. A fr- now, but here's and what Dana I think. was kind of a little iffy on that one as well. He was, he what was did he say? Iffy. He was like, what did he say? He I said how he freed. He said, "Tell the people we like that one," because he was yeah. after. It, it was after he said, it was uh, after you know, the other one. "Yeah, after he said, tell the people we don't like Max and Vogue four. Yeah. Tell the people we do like that one." I think that's going to happen in December. Then I think what we get is either a flyweight title fight or a bantamweight title fight in the co-main event. Uh, but what I was going to ask you is, if you were putting together a bantamweight as the co-main event, Sean O'Malley, would you rather see him face Marab or Cheeto? Ooh. For heat, um, Cheeto. I would like Marab. Oh, but I like the Cheeto one because they, there's history there. Um, and I think that would be a more of a uh, a grueling fight. I think that would just be a fucking strike fest. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, gosh, I don't know which one I'd rather see. It's crazy, right? He's got two really good options right there. I think. I think. Uh, ooh, I don't know who I really pick in either one of those. I mean, he, he made me fucking bite my tongue when i picked aljo on that last one i thought that was like a shoe in i was like yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like i like o'malley but no man aljo's gonna wrestle him down i'm like well aljo did not wrestle at all nope he, he wanted to make it a striking match um so i would like to see what marab would do just for that payback but i think when it came down to like the shit talking that week i think marab maybe he tries to talk a good game i think cheeto would make uh i think it'd be funner hearing the shit talk happen between the two of them um 
just because Cheetah, when he talks shit, it's just kind of point blank, you know, in your face. Like, oh, it is. It's just much more raw, man. It's just like you're like, holy shit! Like this guy would knife me if I fuck with, <laughs> if I fuck with him wrong. Like this dude would knife me in my neck 100%. before I stepped away. You know, 100%. whereas Marab's like. He's like he. You feel like he talks shit, and then he turns his back, and he's like, "He he, was that good?" You know, like like Cheeto looks fucking Cheeto. He's he Cheeto's real with his shit. Um, but in terms of probably what would do more numbers, fuck, I don't know. I mean, maybe I think Cheeto, Cheeto. I think Cheeto does more numbers. I think Marab yeah, I think definitely so. deserves it. Like I've been on the Marab definitely on the, deserves it. I've been he on the Marab hype train forever, man. I'm a yeah. I'm a huge Marab fan, so I think he deserves it more. But I think again, yeah. the, the UFC is thinking business. I, I bet, I bet they go Cheeto next. They should pick that. I mean, that that needs to be on a big card. That would do good numbers. Yep. And it'd be interesting. I mean, it'd be interesting to see even if you know, even if they put, um, even if that wasn't the main event, it'd be interesting to see you know a fight week. Even if there was maybe another star, just to see whose star power, you know, put his star power up against. Else. If you put Sean O'Malley on that card, you know he's gonna he's gonna help carry a card. But it'd be interesting if there was already a card that already had some like good name to it to see who the fans really pointed to. You know, like on on a press conference or a media day or when they walk out, like who gets that pop? Just to really test where his star power is against a, a, like another legitimate star. Um, it would be interesting. Um, who, was it Jones that was talking really good of of O'Malley recently? Mm, I know Jones, Jones was talking really good about Connor. I know he t- I know he praised Connor. I know talking about Connor, but I know he did I like a, I know he did like an hour long interview. So there was probably a ton of quotes in there. He might have talked yeah. about O'Malley as well. I thought he maybe did, but I could maybe I, maybe I could be wrong. But that would be like an interesting just to see you know like that. I think of Jones on a card and O'Malley on the card underneath that. Mm. I think that pay per view would do huge numbers. Oh. And that, but I think it would be interesting to see. On like the press conference when they when, you know when the guys walk out to see where that pop comes from because John's always going to get that pop but it I wouldn't be surprised to see um, the star power tested between the two of them because I wouldn't be surprised if, if Molly got a nice little pop man he's he's fucking banging man right now like his his popularity some of the shit he says you know we've talked you know offline you know about his different relationship thoughts and stuff and I mean. Good for him if if that's works out for him and if she's willing to if his girlfriend's into it and it's cool you know like they're both consenting adults no no problem it's just kind of weird but um fuck man his star power I mean like nice. I love his fighting style I love a lot of shit what he says I'm not a big fan of his face tattoos I thought he I think he's gone a little bit overboard with it but um <laughs> but dude he's he's fucking he's a hella kicking it man um he's it's firing all cylinders man his online presence. Um, seen him on fight week. Uh, that was a good, good, um, Aljo was the fucking champ and was just getting booed out the fucking door, man. Like that just says something right there. And I mean, like, even if it wasn't Aljo, I think, you know, whoever's opposite of Mali right now is going to get booed. And, uh, but Cheetos, Cheetos is somebody that somebody loves. And that's the kind of thing, like, who's going to fucking boo Cheeto? Like, Cheeto's always been a hundred percent real. So if he shows up and he's walking out to the stage, you know, for a press conference, are all the O'Malley fans gonna boo Cheeto? Like I would think they'd be like, "You're a bitch," you know. Like, why are you gonna? How are you gonna boo yeah, Cheeto? Yeah, yeah. You're just a fucking you nut hugger Cheeto. at that part, you know. At that point, you're just like, "O'Malley, please spit on me," you know. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Like, well, I, how, you gonna, how you gonna I, boo on Cheeto? I tell you what. Speaking of things that uh, Sean O'Malley says and things that uh, Sean O'Malley fans say. 
uh, I, I found out maybe. So maybe Cheeto would get booed. Because let me tell you something. I had the worst week of my life on social media this week. Uh, Sean, Sean O'Malley, and, and not that I should be shocked about it whatsoever, uh, but I'll, I'll, let me explain myself a little bit. So earlier this week, Sean O'Malley tweeted that uh, there are managers that take 20% of fighters' purses and 20% of their bonuses. If you do this to the fighters, you are a POS, of course, a piece of shit. Uh, now, oh, is that I, what that means? That just, I yeah, thought it was point of sale. I was going to say, it's no, not point kidding. of sale. You are, you are point of sale contact, <laughs> yes. Uh, so I retweeted that, and I said, managers should absolutely get a part of negotiated purses as well as any sponsorships they secure. I honestly think trainers should get part of any performance bonuses. Industry standards would be ideal so every athlete doesn't need to negotiate these deal points blindly. Now, immediately people start trashing me like, you piece of shit, you a-hole, how can you say this? You cover this sport and you're talking trash. Because they assumed what I was saying was, rebutting Sean O'Malley and saying that, no, fighters uh, should be paying 20% to managers. They should be yeah. paying 20%. I was not saying that. And so I ended up in these multiple conversations. And, and, and it's one thing. It's, it's funny because it was very frustrating to me because if I have an opinion on something and people don't like it, I don't really care. Like, it, okay, yeah. sorry. That's just my opinion. That's the way I see things. I, I have formulated my opinion because I have thought about these things and I have educated myself on this. And here's what I and if you disagree with me, I don't care. But here, people assumed I was saying Sean was wrong, and I wasn't. I was saying Sean was right, and what I was saying was, and and, and again, and I, I did will you reply back as such to say like, guys, I'm I'm agreeing with what he's saying. I, did. I can see where maybe I, I can see where maybe since you didn't say a percentage yes. that they assumed that you were agreeing with their ones, but. I, as long as you went back and like said like, bro, I'm I'm agreeing I, with. Sean. I did, and normally I was. So, so first of all, you're right. I will take the ownership of. I probably could have, uh, or I could have probably worded it better. Uh, lesson learned. Uh, maybe when you're a couple beverages deep and about to go to bed, uh, don't retweet the discussion at that point. Uh, but just to clarify, and I did clarify with multiple people online, but I'll clarify to anybody that saw this and didn't see any of my replies to this. What I meant by this was. A manager absolutely deserves commission if they help negotiate your salary. They absolutely That's their job. Yeah. That's what you're doing. That's, that's why you're paying them to go negotiate your salary. So managers should absolutely get a part of negotiated purses. Anything they negotiate, they deserve their commission on it, as well as any sponsorships they secure. If they go get the sponsorship, they should get a payout of that sponsorship. Now, if you're representing a fighter and that fighter gets that sponsorship on their own, I don't believe you're, you deserve any part of that. If you had nothing to 100%. do with it – that's there. Hundred percent. They got 100%. it. Hundred percent. You get none of that. And then I saw. I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say. And then the next part I put. Honestly, think trainers should get part of any performance bonus. So there are some managers that do have contracts that say if you get a performance bonus because I represent you, and that is part of your income for the fight, I do get part of that as well. And I do kind of understand that concept. Like, hey, we win together, we lose together. That's how we work. But I honestly think for bonuses. Um, if, if the fighter wants – I don't think the fighter should be you know made mandatory to pay out any of it, but if they determine yeah. they want to pay out on it, I think a better thing to do would be to pay a coach because that coach helped up your performance. And it used to be easier when they had, like, knockout of the night bonus, submission of the night bonus, because I yeah. used to think if you get a knockout of the night bonus, you should probably cut off some money to your striking coach. If you get a submission of the night bonus, you should probably cut off a little bit of money to your grappling coach because they helped you get there. But, again – I don't think any of that should be mandatory. Ironically, 
it's that concept right there that led Dana White and the UFC and the Fertitas to giving the backroom bonuses, the locker room bonuses, because what they wanted was to say, hey, fighter, this is your money. Don't tell your manager about this. Don't worry about this. This has nothing to do with your manager. This has to do with us. Now, in, in over time, people have come to hate those locker room bonuses and hate the way that, that pay structure is done. But that's why it was done was because the fighters, the, the, the USC wanted to give money to the fighters that they didn't want their managers to worry about. Now, my final point was the point that I really meant most importantly is that industry standards would be ideal so every athlete doesn't need to negotiate these deal points blindly, meaning I wish there was kind of an agreed-upon standard so that when a fighter is, is, is looking to make his way to the big time and he, and he meets one of these big-time managers, and the big-time manager, you know, this fighter on the regional scene is like, wow, I'm trying to get to the UFC. I know this guy knows everybody at the UFC. I know this guy can get me into the UFC. And then that guy says to you, okay, well, here's my rate. I get 20% plus 20% of your bonuses. I wish fighters knew, damn, I should probably turn that down because I know there's other managers that will do it to me for 10% that, that won't take my – you know what I mean? It's, so yep. because those, those fighters, man, they're going to latch on immediately. They're going to be like, dude, you can get me in the UFC? Hell yeah, let's go. And then in retrospect, they look back and go, man, uh, I, 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 wish, I wish I wouldn't agree to that because there are other people that do much less that could have served the same purpose. Um, and so I, I like that Sean O'Malley's talking about it. And that's to be honest with you, that's why I retweeted it and wanted to add my comments to it because I want people to see that, that, hey, man, these are the things that, you know, Sean has gone through this and other fighters have gone through this and you who are looking to break into the next level need to know it so you have yourself educated before you go in. But for anyway, that was my intention, and so I wanted to lay it out here <laughs> because I had a whole lot of people attacking me that thought I was saying Sean is wrong and managers should take 20%. And it was the most frustrating probably 48 hours of my life because I was getting these messages. And it is funny because you don't get messages that are like, hey, John, I'm, I was kind of curious why your point. Why, why do you think fighters uh, should pay 20%? At which point I could say, well, I don't think that's the case. I don't think they should pay 20%. No, instead it was like, you're a jackass that has no business covering this sport, and what are you doing, you asshole? And, oh, my God, look at you, you boot licker. You're kissing ass to managers. And, da -da -da. and I was like, oh, my God. I mean, you are very close to Ali. I mean, oh you're probably just God. toeing the line. He probably gave, he, he actually probably wrote that tweet for you. You shouldn't even say that because people are going to believe that that's actually true. I'm close to every manager. I'm close to Ali. Uh, and I'm close to Alex Davis, who those dudes are like mortal enemies. But, which we saw we saw Alex <laughs> post some stuff recently for their fighters on his own timeline. So yeah. what's going on? Who, who am I actually talking I'm, to? I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm close to Malky and Abe Kawa as well because we've worked in the same industry together for 15 years, 20 years. Like, we know each other. <laughs> but none of them funny. are telling me what to – yeah, that was another – people are like, oh, this is a paid tweet. I'm like, a paid tweet to say what – to. Do you not re read the details? I'm saying I wish there was an industry standard so that the managers were all getting the same thing so that the fighters would not. Anyway, it was so frustrating yeah. because, again, if it was something I believed and you were like, I hate you because you believe that, I would be like, well, that's your opinion and I understand. But when people are hating on you for something that you didn't even mean or didn't even say, it's, more, it's far more frustrating. I can I can totally agree with that. You know, it's interesting. I would say, like, I think, you know, managers help with the career. They help they help get these contracts. They help do this stuff. I feel completely, yeah, if, you are, if you're doing a, a job, you deserve to get paid for that job, and whether it be this percentage, 
whatever you agree upon. And and 20% is way too high, but you know, fighters, I mean, you're like, you're agreeing to that. I mean, I get it. If you think like, Hey, if I want to get to this guy, that's best friends with Sean Shelby. Okay. Maybe I'll pay a higher percentage for this particular ones, but know what you're getting into. Um, as for bonuses, I mean, like a performance bonus is a performance thing. I think the manager has nothing to fucking do at all with that. That should go to the coaches. It should go to the coaches. It should go to the guy that actually did the performance. I mean, I don't think the, the, the manager deserves to get any of that. And that's the kind of stuff that I think you can lay out in your contracts or your agreements. If it's a if it's a not known thing, then fuck it. Like it's not written in the contract and it's nothing and you just assume, like the managers just assume they're going to get something, then I would say, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm giving it to the guys that – because you're right. I mean, like a lot of these – uh, performance coaches, a lot of these other guys, um, striking coaches, maybe don't get a, a set amount. They just they're getting money when the fighters get get some money, and the fighter usually kicks them something. You know, it's not like it's anything agreed upon, or at least something in writing. At least in a lot of instances that I know of, you brought up a trainer. A trainer, I would think, if he's not getting paid throughout that fight camp, then yes, he is entitled in something. But if he's getting paid as what most trainers will, if he's if you're paying them to to go to training with them or if they're if they're watching your diet and you're kicking them some sort of stipend or some sort of money throughout you're paying for that i don't think they really need anything that performance bonus but the bonus is a bonus i think you're allowed to give it to who that hell if you wanted to you know if you want to reward your guys cool if you want to reward the whatever but i definitely don't think that that should be underneath uh the manager's purview like you you help get that contract which it it says that you're going to get a percentage of my fight my my win bonus uh, I'm sorry, my uh, of my take, your your show, your win. That's part of the fight pay. Like that's what you get your percentage of. Um, something that came up when I was reading you text about something, and somebody chimed in. Uh, who was it? Was it Dan? I think it was Shapiro that said like he thought if a a manager sets up a contract or sets up a deal with a fighter and the fighter declines that that the fighter still owes should owe the manager for that effort. I, I think that. that's BS. Okay, so say you come to me, you you secured a deal with Joe Schmo's uh, chicken that you like that I personally think is dog shit. I don't want to be associated with that brand. So I say, no, I do not want to be with that. And if you would try to come back to me and say, well, I secured you $1,000 worth of possible money, but you said, no, I want my $100 of that. I want my 10%. I would say, sir... We did not reach an agreement. We did not go into business with said thing. I don't owe you jack shit for that. Your job is to bring me possibilities to say yay or nay to. That's That's part of your job. That's how you earn that 10%. That's, a good That's point. all part of it. Like think, there's gonna be there's gonna be yeses and there's gonna be nos. The nos are part of the process. I'm paying you for the process, not paying you to um, you know for me to say no. And then you're like, well, I brought I brought something to the table. Uh, people can bring a lot of shitty offer offers to the table. I'm not supposed to pay for all the shit I don't want to associate with. That's it. That's you know? a great so point. No, I don't you- think anybody should be paying anything for something you don't accept and you don't rep. That's not part of the deal. That because you, the work that you're doing is part of why I'm paying you in the first place, you know. So there's going to be yays and nays, just like a real estate. Like if you had to pay every time a realtor showed you a house, and you're like, nah, I'm just not, I'm not feeling that. Well, sorry, I showed you the house. You got to give me seven percent. It's a great point of the, of the thing. Like, no, uh, you're no. spot on. You're spot on. And it's funny because uh, at that point, I was I had been abused so much. I, I was probably just happy to hear something positive and didn't even think about it. But you're right yeah. about that. I mean, it's you, an interesting conversation. It's an, I can see where there's the there's the point to it. But when I was thinking about, it, I was like, you can't fathom. I mean, like 
that no. just makes it way too easy for the manager to bring bad offers to you and then expect the fighter to pay for it. Here, like, here's you know. what I would say, building on that, and I think you you, you just brought up a great point, and, and I think I'm, I'm I agree with you wholeheartedly. So I'm on your side. Of this here's what I might say: if I as a manager bring you a deal and you agree to it and we sign to it, and then you default because you don't follow the terms of the deal and we don't get paid on it, you still owe me what the what the that's rate, different, right? Yep. That, you entered that, into a contract. You put yeah. your name on the contract. You the, you sign. That's like anything. I mean, you if you're if people don't understand when you're entering into a legally binding contract, you sign the dotted line. Like you have to, you know, fulfill your obligations. And if you somehow make that contract go null and void, and somebody's expecting they need to pay for their family, that you know, whatever, like. Sorry that you you changed your mind, but you you signed the dotted line. That's why I mean they just got to be smart. I think that's probably with anything, just education and understanding. I mean, I'm not a businessman, you know, so like I know a lot of that stuff can be very overwhelming. You know, fighters are so I'm sure a lot of fighters aren't businessmen as well. You know, they're just trying to work on making their body as good and as technical, and they're working on the skills. Not everybody can be good at everything, you know. That's why you lean upon smart people, managers, and other people, and you expect them to have their best interest for you. Um, you want to make sure you find that person that's going to take care of you and educate you along the way and explain the situation so you understand what's going on so that you don't do bad things. You don't enter into contracts that you can't, uh, you know, right. honor and other yep. sort of things. But on the same sense, you know, I mean, like, don't just get some dude that obviously is about him getting his commission and not getting you the best opportunities for what you want to need, you know, what you need. And somebody raised the, the, the point too, you know, like it sucks that, you know, it's almost like to get your foot in the door, you seem, we all, we all see the same managers. We all see the same people that are, that are, that are opening the door. And a lot of people feel like they have to go that route. And I'm not sure that that's quite the case, but man, um, one of the biggest phrases, you know, they, they, you know, uh, that's always out there, you know, it's, it's not what you know, it's who, you know, you know, and, uh, that it, it's unfortunate sometimes, but, um, I wouldn't let fighters think that they can't break into the door, um, unless they're underneath one of these big, um, managers, but, you know, understand that people do go to them because they are able to negotiate some pay. But honestly, if you can't fight you know, you're way out of a wet paper bag. I mean, like, it doesn't matter. You know, make sure you're good to go. And then, you know, that, that the rest of that stuff will go. And you don't even need a manager. We saw some, who were some of the bigger ones? I can't remember some of the guys towards the end was, I don't know if, uh, fuck. I'm trying to think. We had some big fighters, I swear, in the UFC that at one point were very vocal about how they stopped using a manager and they wanted to do it on their self. I don't know if uh, Bader was one or... If somebody else, I remember some of the bigger fighters were just like, you know, I'm not going to use a manager. I'm going to do it myself. You know, like it can be done, but maybe they felt like they needed to get into the door. Look, it helps to get in the door. There's no question about it. Just because, you know, somebody falls out, you know, that person, that that manager is on the game. Unless you're a guy that's, you know, it's just, it just, it does help. There's no question it helps. And when you get to the top level, you're right. There's not a lot of like, well, now I need to guide you into what opponents you're going to be facing, et cetera, et cetera. But, it is kind of nice sometimes to just have a buffer to, to help, uh, you know, you don't have to tell the company no. Like, you, you know, let, let them yeah. play the – let the manager play the bad guy. Let them guy. play the bad guy. Let yep. them play the bad guy. And I saw a lot of 100%. people in that – look, in that conversations that I was having because of that tweet, I, I saw a lot of people saying like, yeah, but the, these managers aren't doing anything. They're not actually negotiating. I'm like, well, dude, if you feel that way, if you're an athlete and you feel your manager isn't negotiating, 
then you need to walk away. Like they work yeah. for you. You don't work for them. Always remember yeah. that they work. You know they they work for you. So uh, yeah. Anyway, it's it. Just, we could do a whole hour on this easy. Maybe we will one day. It was it was it was a frustrating uh, moment, but. Uh, yeah, uh, I do get it. I will. Sucks. I will. I will own up to maybe I didn't word it the most properly, and maybe I was. Yeah, a few, few I think you probably could have clarified a little bit. I could see because even when you just read it back in my head, I was like, "Ooh, I could see where somebody like it's just the ADH, ADD society." And like, because even as your phrase, your 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 wording went on, it clears up towards the end. But in that first sentence or so, they're like, "Oh, fuck him." That's what fuck it was. Him. That's definitely what it was. They're like, bro, we stopped reading after the first sentence. I was I was already writing my tweet telling you what a piece of shit you are, you know? Like that happened over and what? over and over. That's why you should just leave again. that platform. Why are you why are you still on Exter or whatever they call that? What do they call that now? Skeeter? Uh, <laughs> where are you supposed to go? Where else are you supposed to go? Go yeah, it can't be threads because threads fucking pretty it Isn't that gone really already? It's, well, the the certainly the usage has went down. What gets me is like I'm like, who are the, all these things that show up in my timeline? I'm like, how do I stop seeing all this random shit in my timeline? So then I'm just like, eh, oh well. I, can't so I haven't really used it as much, but I, I can't do more. I'm not a big Twitter, but I know you. I know you like the Twitter. Uh, all right, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. Definitely not after this week. What do you use? Um, this is completely unrelated and perfect stuff that I know people will on a, listen to on a podcast. I know uh, one of the great things that everybody used to love about uh, Twitter was TweetDeck. Have you yeah. replaced that with anything? No, I can do. Uh, yeah, yeah TweetDeck's jacked up now. Wait, no, but are now was it? Because they well, broke it, right? Because I mean, I thought at one point you couldn't get it unless you were subscribing, which you are subscribing. I do subscribe. But is it still so? Is it still not working, or they they did they break? I, I heard it like has all kinds of issues. But not, that's the biggest thing I hear people complain about is that that don't subscribe is that they tweet deck was one of the greatest things that they used or that they like to do it. I mean, are you still able to do that sort of stuff and do what you need without having that, or do you still have access to 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 be able to do that? And if people don't know what tweet deck, it's like a, an application that allows you to take all the the good shit that you like in Twitter and have these sort of columns which sort of lace out like say say if you want like the UFC or say if you want a column that gives you all of Connor's tweets and a, and if you want to follow like the UFC promotion and have Bellator it puts in a nice little window so that like a lot of these people like a lot of my coworkers they live and breathe like Twitter so like TweetDeck's like okay I want to see everything in one nice little window yeah and then it's, that's gone, and they're all freaking out, and they're like, "What do we have to do here?" You know, you can still you can still go to TweetDeck, and like if you Google, like if you just type in TweetDeck and go to the old URL, it'll still go there. It's now called X Pro. Um, Holy shit! They changed they, the name. <laughs> yeah, but they screwed up the layout. It's weird. I used to like TweetDeck just because I would have like I would have like one of like people I follow. I have one column of like yeah. all the official UFC accounts, like the different regional UFC accounts, like you know the Canada account, the Australia New Zealand account, whatever. I go through all that. Um, there, there would go. Uh, what, what else did I have? Like uh, UFC fighters, exciting, you know, whatever. Right. But, uh, yeah. So it's it's a pain in the ass now. It's a pain. Yeah. In the ass now. Crazy. Uh, yeah, I didn't know if you. I didn't know if you had some workaround. No, I know a lot of people are still like, uh, "What do we do?" And I'm like, "Well," and that's what sucks because so many people really pour upon. I mean, like, as much as Twitter is kind of a fucking mess right now, it is yes. still where most people go with their news. If, yes. if I'm a fighter, if I am somebody, and I want to go somewhere and say like, "Hey, I'm having a great day," Twitter still seems to be that that place. So yeah, that thing. I know that app was uh, very very helpful. It was uh, in showing stuff. So yeah, it's All funny. Right. My, 
coworkers were losing their mind oh, when it broke. It's, <laughs> it's it's frustrating. It's because uh, I used to I used to use it a lot. I didn't I don't use it as much now in my new role, but I still like the program because it just made. What it is easier. the new role? What is John Morgan's new role? Uh, we're still working on that. We got we got some things. To, we got we may have some we may have some things. We may have some things to talk about soon. We may have some things to talk about very soon. We'll just leave it at that for now. We'll leave, we're out of time. Otherwise, I'd go into the whole situation <laughs> right now. We're out of time. Look, we didn't even talk about uh, PFL. Uh, I will say, by the way, if you listen to the MMA Roadshow, you already like that news didn't even surprise you. We had already told you that was coming. Uh, the, I guess the big news is uh, the, we we already told you the investment was coming. We already told you all that was. I guess the only big news would be. Um, the first pay-per-view they do next year will be there in Saudi Arabia, uh, which that actually is kind of, I think, a good thing because we were all like, how is this thing going to make money? You've got to pay Francis Naganu, You've got to pay Jake Paul. You've got to try to sell pay-per-views. Well, guess what? Saudi Arabia is going to pay for all that, and they don't care. So, um, Do I they have a location? Uh, in, in Saudi Arabia? I don't know. I mean, like I don't Riyadh know. or something? I'm sure Riyadh. Or? Yeah, I'm sure Riyadh. Um, which uh, I don't know if I'll be making that trip. Uh, there's no frosty beverages whatsoever in the country of Saudi Arabia. Oh well, then, probably, no, sir. Probably no, count, thank you. Probably count. That'll me be out a PFL. No, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, but I will. So you already knew that was coming. If you listen to us, uh, I will say uh, I'm interested to see now. Because I kept telling you, I was around the PFL and everybody was talking like this Bellator thing was going to happen, but there was nobody really knew, et cetera, et cetera. I wonder if this was kind of the last hurdle that had to be cleared. Last step. Right. Like I mean, you need funding to do need- big moves like that. You need funding. And it's funny because I saw some people already start tweeting like, oh, man, with Saudi money, they can they can push out the UFC. I mean, like, granted, that ain't I mean, gonna happen. Seen, I know, but, but it's like it's interesting when you see what happened with Liv and the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. And all this other kind of stuff, you know, like if you have the money and you're going to start buying out all the, the top athletes, at some point you need to have fighters, you know. So if, if people start migrating to something that's ready to pay like mad amounts of money, I mean, if you go, there's no there's no real going toe to toe with like oil money. Like it's ridiculous. It's like, limitless. You know, some it's of the money over there. Yeah, limitless it's just funds. unreal. Like as much as, as WME and we want to talk about a $4 billion company, like that's a drop in the bucket with some of the shit over there. So it's it's pretty interesting to see. Um they're like four billion. Do you take cash or yeah. like do you write a <laughs> let check me see for what, that? Let me see what I have in the couch right here. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> let me lift up a cushion. Oh, only four? Okay, okay. Here you go. Yeah, sorry, it's I don't have that right now. I have to get that tomorrow, but I'll get it to you tomorrow. <laughs> like, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, man. that's crazy. I mean, like, it's – it's, and I think – you know, and, and you kind of wonder, too, because if the money amount would have been any bigger, I wonder if there's a certain amount of money that then the government wants to look into it. You know, it's one thing to invest, but uh, – I wonder if there's they they're slow rolling it like there's there's more money available but they want to watch how much money they inject into this company um, at any one time. It's a good question. You know, I wonder. But uh, but it's it's crazy. It's big moves. It's funny. We every I feel like for years we've been saying is PFL gonna they somehow keep getting money. They somehow keep getting money and look at them now. I mean, like I feel like we haven't had to have that discussion. In a while, because it shit just keeps coming. It just keeps coming, you know. It's crazy, man. Uh, all right, listen. UFC Paris obviously is this weekend. Uh, you know, I mean, you'll want to watch that. But obviously, the big thing is one twenty, the CFFC one twenty three and one twenty four. That's really oh, of course. the key programming <laughs> of, of this weekend. But you know, maybe you want to watch a little UFC. Uh, I will say, I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I'll just get a quick take from you. Uh, I, I'm not ruling out a Sergey Spivak upset here, man. Styles make fights. 
Styles yep. make fights. Speed box the other. And underdog. he's got a good chin. He's got yep. a really good chin on him. You know, if 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 Gon doesn't get going, uh, it could be it could. I think Sergey would get the. We'll get that belief amongst himself. You know, I think he's the kind of guy, if, if Cyril comes out there pushing, gets in his face, I mean, his chin, uh, Sergey's chin's going to hold up for a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I did pick Gon in this one, but, um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be completely surprised if Sergey doesn't wear him down because we saw, we've seen holes in, in Gon's game as well, uh, Gon's game, Gon's game as well. Um, so it'd be interesting. Yep. Um, I still feel like I, I want to see him when they when they get opposite each other. I want to see him on on uh, weigh in because they're both big boys. Um, but man, just in terms of fitness, I mean, and speed, like Gon is just he's just oh. crazy. He's like that next generation. We talked about the next generation of heavyweights. He just tends to sometimes he just maybe he's too respectful or um, but shit. That, I guess that's that's the heavyweight division. I think if you think that you can't be hurt by the guy opposite of you. Um, you're crazy. So maybe he's just a little too respectful. Sometimes I just feel like he's a little slow getting the start. Yep. Where I think if he if he kind of overwhelmed him and pressured him, it would be a different. Like Francis now, Francis doesn't. Francis is not afraid of anybody. He just goes forward and he goes across the you know the cage with the impression of I'm. All I have to do is lay these hands on you. Other fighters seem to go in there like and they're wary of their other person. Not that Gon can't get knocked out or can't get hurt but he just doesn't have fear he just knows he needs to get in there and get his his hands on him and i just think if cyril had a little bit more of that in his game um maybe we would see some more of these finishes and stuff from him i just feel like he's yep. maybe too respectful when it starts he's just a little slow start um and maybe yep. that's just the the french way he's just too fucking polite you know? <laughs> I mean, he's about as nice as he as, as a guy as you can see i mean like Super nice. he's always got great personality he's got that big smile on him i mean he's a he's a nice guy he's like He's like a fucking killer, but he is like literally probably one of the most polite, nicest guys that's in the game, a hundred percent. And I wonder if sometimes it's hard for him to turn that off and forget a, that. It, hey, ultimately, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> you to know? go out there and be a killer. Yeah, look, Gon's a way better athlete. He's a way better striker. Sergey's a way better grappler. It is a big octagon, uh, just in case you're worried. So it is the big version. Uh, yeah. That's the only one they have in Europe. Uh, Manon Fioro rolls Nami Yunus is a very intriguing co-main event as Fuck well. Fuck that fight's gonna. Uh, I hope that. I hope that fight is as good as it could be. Yep. Who Who are you picking in that one? See, that's a great one because I would probably say Manon because I think she's a specimen. Yeah. But if Rose is Rose, like if Rose comes out there and does Rose, like Rose can can win this fight for sure. Rose is way more dynamic. She's way more dynamic. Definitely Manon dynamic. is just bigger different weight and more class. powerful. Yep, different weight class. Moving up different a little weight bit, that class. scares me. So Manon's more powerful, stronger. So I would probably say, look, if, if you're like, hey, man, you need to bet your uh, mortgage payment on it, then I'm probably putting Manon on there. But if you want to try so. to make some cash – I can get you're, t- <laughs> you're telling me I can get Rose Namajunas as an underdog. I'm telling hey, Sergey underdog. She's an underdog. I could you you could put together a two team parlay of Sergey and Rose both as not dogs. That's not a bad little dog parlay there. So um, you know I know I know this card is definitely getting some heat. Uh, obviously it's a very Eurocentric card. A lot of a lot of changes to it last minute. A lot of a lot of French fighters on there. Um, but those those top two fights I, I find incredibly intriguing. So I, yeah, I'll there's only three fights them. that don't have a French fighter on them. Yeah, and that's not, that's that's crazy. It's crazy. That's, crazy. that's very good to see. But I mean, like Paris. I mean, it's it's in Paris, man. They should be rewarding these guys, just like when they're in London. It has a lot of London guys. And yep. Um, I'm trying to think. Are there any? Yeah, Rose is the only American on the card. That's wild. 
yeah, it's pretty cool. Well. Um, so yeah, like you said, it's a very it's a very uh, European card, very in, you know over in that side of the world. Um, but yeah, that fight, I'm I'm probably more excited for that fight than the, the actual main event. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I, I think just because I I, th- I just in terms of. I think Manon, we've been talking about here for a while as being the p- potential of being a future champion on having the skill set. And Rose, man, this is like one of those fights where people, you know, like not that I'm counting her out, but I did pick Manon. But I think this is the, this is the kind of fight that Rose she has she has that talk to herself as she's walking out to the cage, and uh, she could definitely pull it off, man. Especially you know if uh, she can get a hold of her. I think if Manon does a good job of keeping it striking and keeping the distance, I think she I think she has the power. To hurt Rose Definitely. and wear her down, but man, Rose, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, I, she's Rose. Uh, she hasn't been in the spotlight as much as as she used to be, and uh, I think this is one of those fights that really kind of, you know, sort of sets the the roadwork of what's left for her in the UFC. You know, so it'd be interesting. You know, yep. with the bad showing here. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Rose eventually, you know, in the next year or so, just Decides to go on her happy way. You yeah, because she has a love, a love hate relationship with competing. Yeah, you know what I mean. She that's, has a, that's the best way of putting it. Like she, every time, it, it doesn't seem like she likes being there. You know, right. but you know, pays but she's the bills. amazing. But she's damn good at it. She's but she's so good at it. You know, it's, it's like yeah, it's like why not do the thing that I'm absolutely fucking think, great at? <laughs> she loves martial arts, but she doesn't love yeah. competing in a cage fight and 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 all the stuff that comes along with it—the media, the pressure, the et cetera, et cetera. But I think she'll train forever. You know, kind of like a, a George Saint Pierre, like that dude's like George Saint Pierre is never going to stop training. You know what I mean? But right. he's like, but I don't want to do this part of it anymore. So I'd uh, love to see her like make the transition that we've seen a lot of these fighters that go in and start doing like stunt work or like get into like Ooh. films i don't think she'd want to do like um like main roles because i don't think she wants to be in front of the camera but i mean with like with her her athletic ability she'd be badass and just at that stuff i think she'd be a fucking incredible stunt person man i think she would be fucking great and she could make good money and uh be able to just kind of do her thing and then have a gym off to the side or something yeah that's great look you should hey you should go consult with her well you know as much as me and her plan. talk you know like next time i talk, i'm like bros you know, let me let me tell you about what I think your future should be. You know, we actually call it we actually call it Rose. You know, when we hang out, we, <laughs> <laughs> we're so tight. We call it Rose. Rose time. Rose. Oh, too funny. All right, but make sure you tune in to CFSC 123 and CFSC 124. In fact, I got to wrap this up because uh, I got to go down for uh, our weigh-ins here in just a second. Here, uh, what time? What time is uh, What time is that event? Uh, it, it'll be uh, so we got different times both nights. I think we're going a little bit earlier on Saturday because we're going to be like right after. So Friday night it'll be uh, main card at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. So make sure you tune in for that, Is that on fight Friday pass? night. Yeah, on Fight Pass. And then Saturday, I think basically we're going right after the conclusion of uh, the USC Paris. So watch USC Paris and then lead right into us, which does mean, by the way, I'll probably be a little bit late with the and a half episode for everybody over at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow because I think we're going live immediately after that. So probably I'll have to get through that commentary first and then come back and uh, wrap up everything all at once. So we'll definitely do that. Appreciate everybody for, uh, you know, being patient with us. As we said, we had kind of a crazy schedule, but, you know, Maybe maybe we were better today. Maybe we were better today. Well, and, and you know, if we remember, these used to come out on Fridays. 
That is true. Right. Yeah, pretty soon we're going to be coming out on Monday afternoon, man. We just keep moving these things up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, but appreciate everybody. Uh, obviously, we're always going to deliver. We have not missed a single week of fresh new episodes since the day we launched this thing. So we always appreciate you tuning in more than anything. <laughs> yep. The episodes might be fresh. We might not be, but the episodes will be fresh. <laughs> the episodes are always <laughs> fresh. Uh, so we appreciate you being patient. We appreciate your support always and more than anything. Just thanks for listening.